0: Welcome back to Good Girls, presented by HADAP. We're your hosts. I am Michaela, And I'm Siobhan. On the Good Girls podcast, we will be tearing down societal expectations of the good girl. Reminding the podcast universe that good girls are real people with valid wants, needs, and desires. This is a shame-free zone. Whether you consider yourself a good girl or a bad girl, we're all one in the same. This podcast is brought to you by the team at HUDAP, the alternative approach to commitment-free dating. On today's episode, we are finally, 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 dedicating a whole beautiful episode to one of our ongoing favourite topics. Masturbation. Masturbation. Wow, that was beautiful. I really love that for us. I'm just giving them free
1: fucking tracks every single episode. You just can't help yourself. You can't. Absolutely not. So, obviously,
0: we... Talk frequently about masturbation on this podcast. We really do try and find a way to just sprinkle it into really any episode. It fixes
1: literally everything. It does. Like every single problem you have can be solved. Well, okay. Maybe not every single problem, but like a lot of them. A significant number. A lot of them can be.
0: (laughs) Exactly. And I mean, we've been talking about masturbation from a perspective of, you know, helping you discover what you like, what feels good, what doesn't feel good, so that you can communicate that to others or just... Just know that for yourself, because that's always good information to just know about yourself. Yeah. But today, I want to take it a little little step further. So instead of just talking about the things that we typically talk about with masturbation, we are going to cover all of the myriad of benefits that masturbation brings to us and just like have a general chat and give masturbation the time of day that it really, really deserves. But I do want to preface this entire conversation because I think this is necessary that whether you masturbate or whether you don't it's not weird either way it's not weird like it is a personal preference some people feel weird that they do do it some people feel weird that they don't do it but like at the end of the day it's just totally up to you and you shouldn't yeah. be made to feel weird about it and you shouldn't feel shame because of it. And trust me, we will dive into that in a little bit. But sex stuff, whether with yourself or with others, is deeply, deeply personal and deeply intimate and everyone has a slightly different experience. And you guys know we are very pro-masturbation, but if that's not your vibe, if that's not your jam, cool, whatever. It's I all good. I do think it is,
1: oh, I don't want to say strange, <laughs> but like, I don't I wonder where the idea for you know how some women don't like the idea of touching themselves like where that shame comes from or where that yeah that like why yeah like why you would think that that is so weird to touch yourself but it's not weird for someone else to touch you there yeah Yeah. because
0: i guess there's like a lot of different ways that you can kind of come at this point of view where it's like you either like there's lots of religious reasons why you might not masturbate but there's also people that just don't feel the need that's something that i don't quite comprehend yeah (laughs) but like even i mean if you're single and you're not casually dating you're not hooking up with people why are you still not interested yeah what's 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 holding you back girl what's holding you back and like hey no shame like if, if that's not if you're not into it cool but like I just want to chat to that person
1: yeah I just <laughs> want to know like I want to ask questions no because I, I, I have, can tell you I make time every day for masturbation this topic is close near to and dear. The
0: heart <laughs> near and dear oh man <laughs> <laughs> so we're we're gonna start this off with with a good old fun fact section because we love a fun fact. We do love a fun fact. So these are kind of all over the place. Later in the episode, we're going to talk about like actual health benefits and benefits to your brain and body that masturbation brings. But I'm just going to throw some facts at you, because I just want to gauge your reaction. I, I already know the first one. Because <laughs> we're all over the place with these facts. But as I'm sure we can all guess, masturbation's got a little bit of a challenging history there's been some changes in thought process over the years and that's led to some interesting stuff yeah (laughs) so first of all did you know physicians purposely created kellogg's cornflakes and graham crackers to be as bland as possible because they believed such food would curb the desire to masturbate i did know this right i saw it on tiktok someone was like don't google why
1: How cornflakes were created. And I was like, Well, I gotta Google it. Well obviously I'm gonna Google it now. (laughs) I'm gonna Google it. And I was like, What the fuck? And I also don't know if you have this on here, but I feel like I saw a fact where vibrators were made to cure women of hysteria. Yeah. Which is like they
0: were just and I I I can't remember if I ended up putting some stuff about that in here because I did know that. And as much as I find that interesting, it has quite a sinister past to it. And it's, you know, it covers kind of some some touchy topics for people. But yes, in theory, well, in reality, vibrators were created as a cure for hysteria. It's just, I'm not going to, you know, everyone can put their own two and two together and you can Google it if you want to. But obviously... In that time period, which would have been what like 1800s, maybe a little bit earlier, maybe a little bit later. women weren't treated
1: well. yeah, in <laughs> any part of history, including now, yeah, so it's unsurprising that if you I haven't googled it, but I am assuming they weren't treated well. Yeah, yeah. even the mere fact of like, taking someone who is literally just horny and saying that they're mentally insane. They're hysterical. Well, also there
0: was a lot of different ways that male physicians Uh, diagnosed hysteria and made it a justifiable diagnosis and then were able to do pretty much whatever they wanted after the fact because they had made that diagnosis. Men suck. The history of medical and scientific treatment of women and just every kind of treatment of women, um, not great. So, yes, fun fact, kind of also has its own very, very sad facts. Like, sad facts. (laughs) So we're just gonna we're just gonna skip on over, but this one this one um, kind of goes hand in hand. In the 1800s, it was believed that women would become feeble-minded and more susceptible to evil if they masturbated. If you're masturbated, you're letting the devil in. And I guess it does always come back to that. Like back in those
1: days, you couldn't have sex before marriage. Well, I mean, I guess some people live like that today.
0: I mean, what's well, the world's oldest profession? Oh. <laughs> Uh, People always be fucking. People always have, been but you know what I mean. Like yeah. it was like um, um, outside of for procreation.
1: Yeah, yeah. It yeah definitely it outside not, of marriage. Not a vibe. It was not a normal kind of no. thing for like upper class ladies. Uh, yes, the fancy ladies, the, the, the fin- Bridgerton ladies, the fancy ladies. But yeah, it's just crazy to me. I'm like, that's really, really. really Letting the devil, like you know what? He can come in <laughs> and give a
0: fuck. Oh my God, doors door open, bitch. It. <laughs> Specifically, like the the way that they think masturbation is going to result in feeble mindedness. I'm like, like I'm she's probably sure, just gonna be happy, but you know like, what? <laughs>
1: I'm pretty sure
0: the fact that she can't get an education is yeah. the
1: reason she would be feeble minded. Yeah, I because think they don't allow her, her to play. go to school. <laughs>
0: I'm just taking a wild wild guess. <laughs> now, that might be the reason. <laughs> like I said, these these fun facts are gonna dot around a bit. So he has a he has a relatively positive one. So 59% of people who said they masturbate weekly. Also said they have a positive body image. I believe that. Yeah, what a correlation. Yeah, well, masturbation improves your self-esteem.
1: Yeah, like it. It
0: makes sense to me. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're making your own body feel good, so you have a more positive feeling, attachment, attitude towards your body. You're more comfortable with your own body because
1: you're being intimate with, your body. with it. Yeah like and you're like oh this is what i look like yeah that's, and that's true. great
0: and that's great yeah love that for me like whoa
1: this is my body and i can make myself feel good yeah i think that's the key yeah because then it's like oh great i feel good i feel good i look good why do you guys think i'm so fucking delusional <laughs> somebody's gonna come and snatch that satisfier pro chuck it in
0: the bin because Never. the head <laughs> is too, big. too powerful <laughs> the the head is too big <laughs> too good As late as 1972, so let's keep in mind that that was not very long ago at all. Like, what, 50 years ago? Yeah. The American Medical Association maintained that masturbation was an abnormal behaviour. Okay. I think that
1: every (laughs) single fact like this is so strange to me because I'm like, yet again, you think it's more normal for, like, a foreign object to enter me than for me to play as myself. Yeah. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Because I, I don't think I've, I've ever always, thought about it like that. I'm but, always yeah. here. Like, I'm always... My there's limbs my exist. These are me. this me. And you think it's more weird for me to touch me than for having a penis enter. Like, well, I yeah. think that's <laughs>
0: so weird. <laughs> because it's... it's You think about the type of people that made up the American Medical Association. Right. In <laughs> We We did a whole... Like,
1: not a whole episode, but we talked about, you know, the history of medicine. Yeah.
0: I don't trust those people. I don't trust those people. I don't don't trust them. I mean, do they know more than me? Yeah, sure. Granted. I guess. But I still don't trust them. I I guess they know a little bit more than me. But I've watched all 18 seasons of Grey's Anatomy, so I'm basically So how much more do they really know? (laughs) How much more more can I not get off of WebMD?
1: Like, every single time I WebMD myself, I'm dying, so... Probably a lot more than WebMD. Yeah, my doctor plays the opposite. Really downplays (laughs) what I have. WebMD's like, "You're gonna die in 48 hours. Say goodbye." My doctor's like, "You're fine. I'm not fine. I'm not fine. I'm not fine." Let's be in the middle, please. Yeah. Can we just have a middle ground where it's this is like, what's wrong with you, and this is how we solve it? Yeah. What
0: a dream. You're good, babes, and not you're dying, babes. Yeah. We need a middle ground. Yeah. (laughs) Isn't it fun to dream? Isn't it fun to dream? Yeah, it really is. This is this next one is truly what I would describe as a fun fact. And when I saw this, did I fact check? Did I search this any further than my initial discovery of it? No. But enjoy it. Queen Cleopatra, badass, incredible woman, allegedly pleasured herself with a hollow gourd filled with buzzing bees. Kind of. Makes- that is the OG vibrator, baby. Yeah. What a woman work queen like a uh, little bit risky a little bit you know playing with fire but hey maybe that's the excitement of it all yeah um, you'd be fast yeah you'd be you'd be really making sure things were moving like if I ever
1: masturbate and I hear someone up the steps Whoop. that's the fast <laughs> I'm done she's done I'm like whoa there <laughs> <laughs> we go the fear just really pushes you over the edge yeah finish exactly. line exactly uh, she's like whoa I could die I just came yeah, that's 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 the movement that's from the one jump. to the other. That's
0: the jump. Oh, and there's bees in here. I could die. Oh, oh and that was enough. Thank you that's so enough. much. Thank you. Amazing. Um, fifty-three percent of women use toys when masturbating.
1: That's not surprising.
0: No, I don't think that's surprising. I I think that's about right. About half. That feels right.
1: I just want to talk to those other forty-seven <laughs> percent. Do y'all have carpal tunnel? <laughs> What's going on? I can never go back now. Manual? Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Welcome to the olden days. Yeah. Fuck, like, am I in the 1800s? Do I have hysteria? Yes. Using my hands? Yes. Yeah. But, hey, look, desperate times, desperate measures.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. Every year, up to a thousand people die whilst trying to strangle themselves during masturbation, an act known as autoerotic asphyxiation. A thousand was, people. Yeah, because I feel like it must be that they... Get themselves so close to, like, passing out. Yeah, and, like... Because I feel like that's when it's I good. feel like what it is is that...
1: Because, like, you couldn't do the... Like, I'm, um, at the moment, motioning me strangling myself. <laughs> You probably couldn't like physically do it with your own hands, so you would use like a belt or yeah. something like that, which if you're by yourself, yeah would be and hard mean. to undo if you started losing consciousness or something. Yeah.
0: Because my assumption, not that I am very well versed with this particular kink, but my assumption with this is that the eroticism comes from basically restricting your airflow as much as possible yeah without pushing it that one step too far which a thousand people a year do apparently that's crazy also look i'm sorry to these people and this is going to sound bad but of all ways that someone could discover your body
1: that is not a way i want to be discovered oh my god yeah i didn't even that didn't even occur to me how could that not have occurred to you oh uh... think about the positions that these people would be in yeah just i with anything breath play related, don't do it by yourself. Yeah,
0: it's just there's other ways. Get get your kicks in other ways. Yeah, like or at least have a spotter. Like have safely, someone that's yeah, like, like can check on you. It's fr-
1: like that scares me a little bit that a thousand people a year die from that. Yeah. Um, but autoerotic really reminds me of when, as a corny Kardashian came out as autosexual? What and does that how, mean? I thought it meant that you wanted to fuck a car. Okay. <laughs> and obviously, no. in hindsight, I'm like, that was a really... Well, actually, take it back. Is it really that far of a stretch? No. No, it's not. I was like, she wants to fuck the gearbox. Like, I don't really know well, what babes. It's that she turns herself on. Like, She's attracted to herself. Yes. That is impeccable yeah i unfortunately am not but we're a queen yeah go you i the amount of self-esteem i wish i had yeah (laughs) oh yeah i need to masturbate some more yeah i'm not there yet ladies not not quite not quite not quite but yeah
0: that's a scary fact to be honest Uh, yeah a little bit in 1994 the Surgeon General of the United States, Jocelyn Elders, was forced to resign after saying that masturbation is natural and should be taught. 1994. Yeah. For being pro-masturbation. The Surgeon General of the United States. Like, that's a, like, a big position. And I looked into this a little bit more when I saw that fact, and it was pretty awful. Like, she didn't want to resign obviously and they really it was a piece like it wasn't like she came out and did this whole press release of like whoa pro masturbation it became part of the conversation that was either in an interview format or like in a press format mm-hmm. and uh she was literally just like yeah i mean masturbation is natural so why wouldn't we teach it and it. Blew up, it went absolutely crazy, and they—I think they first demoted her, and then they basically shuffled her out, and all for just saying that masturbation was good. Masturbation was all good, natural, natural thing for you want to do with your body. In 1994, 1994 was really, really recently, not that long ago at all, at all. <sighs> These people need to have a wank to, to be right. Honest. That any any of this kind of narrative, I'm like. Either you have a deep, inset shame, because I know you do, I know you're doing it. Yeah. I know you're doing it. So like... A thousand percent yes. Why are we like this? I think, you know what, what's
1: interesting is that almost all of these, like the ones that are negative about coming out and saying you want to masturbate, are uh, when it's focused at women. Yeah. When it's a woman saying, oh, we're we talking about female pleasure, then is yeah. wrong, but wet dreams, Yeah. wanking when you're 12, is completely normal for boys. Yes, yeah, as long as
0: it's normal for boys, then it's fine.
1: Yeah, but for girls? Uh-uh. No, no, no. No, no, one, should, no one should be touching that, no. seeing
0: that, nothing. Not until unless you're, you're making married. a baby. Yeah. Not unless you're trying to make a baby and once married. But yeah, female pleasure, haven't heard of her. Haven't heard of her. In fact, you actively know what? against her. Most men haven't heard of her. <laughs> sh- Amen. Amen to that. If you were in 17th century Connecticut... Just picture yourself, seventeenth-century Connecticut. Wow, what a time! Yeah, that's correct. That's what I'm seeing as well. You could be given the death penalty for masturbating. How How would they know? How would they know? How would they
1: know? I'm in a good mood. How would you know that that's the reason why? Yeah. Uh, actually, 17th century Connecticut, I think I would be probably in a bad mood most of the time.
0: Yeah, it, it's probably a pretty it shitty way to It would be pretty live. obvious. Yeah, it wouldn't be like a super fun way Which to is, live. Which is, again, so crazy. Like, how can you tell me what to do with my body? Oh, wait. Oh, wait, just kidding. We like no, to wait. do that all the time. It's fine, it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> 46% of women report having an orgasm within three minutes of masturbating. Yeah. 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 And then I think about it and I'm like,
1: why is it just so much easier by myself? Cause it is. Cause it's just me. Cause you know you, girl.
0: Yeah. And you don't have to tell you you're not trying to guide, you're not trying to verbalize. You're not trying to be like, oh, a little bit nah uh, no. You just got it. You just you know, I know just what you're doing. Do it when I go to bed. Yeah. And I sleep like a baby. Yeah. Beautiful. A national US survey found that sixteen point six percent of men reported having used a vibrator during masturbation before which is very fun and fresh i support that boys don't be afraid of toys they're just there to hang out it's fine the same survey also found that guys who used vibrators reported the best erectile function the most sexual desire and the most satisfying sex lives wow look would you look at that how do they use the vibrator balls yeah like um perineum oh yeah maybe taint prostate? Yeah, just everywhere. Everywhere. Put it everywhere. Bum hole, Yeah, why not? Am I right? Am I right? Um, You're right. Love that for you lads. I, I simply love that for you. I think guys that are open to or interested in or have and own and use sex toys, I think that's a big green flag. You are very clearly comfortable in your sexuality. You're wanting to push the boat out. You're wanting to explore. You might be more interested in ensuring that your partner has more satisfying sex and i just respect that one of these 16.6 percent of men can hit me up
1: (laughs) let me know what's going on what's going on yeah i'm not at all surprised by that fact okay we're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors HudApp. HudApp app is a dating app with the sole mission of helping you get your rocks off with people who like to do it how you do. Say goodbye to swiping and hello to endless scrolling. Scroll through all your potential hookups and send a message request to the bang of your dreams. The good girls are all about being honest, open and fucking kinky. So using MyBedroom, you can add what you like, receiving or giving between the sheets and find your perfect match
0: today. Download HudApp from the app store. Okay, we have explored some fun facts. What a, what a lovely introduction. Yeah. Masturbation and the fun... Torrid history of masturbation before we get into some health benefits and some good little little tips and tricks tips. We get I wish I thought about it but I it felt a little too imp- intimate I'm like we can figure it out. Everyone is capable of figuring it out. Yeah I was talking
1: to my friends about this recently about how you kind of just know what to do when you have sex. like no no one teaches
0: you. Yeah, you're just like all right, I get the gist. Yeah, it's just it's got to be some like deeply ingrained like animalistic instinct.
1: Right? Yeah. Like survival of the fittest vibes. Yeah. We've just evolved to just know. To just get
0: it. But because do you think get we Because like obviously animals I do. say that
1: in the same vein that lots of people are bad. We're not, I don't want to say bad in bed. But I'm not good either. Not great. But I guess that actually comes from like the ones that are bad in bed, in my opinion, are like selfish people.
0: Yeah. You're like, what about me? I'm here too. Yeah. I am present. Thank you. I've, at this point, kind of wish I wasn't. Which but is- I'm Present.
1: But, like, I guess at the root of it is that they know what to do for them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, just not for anybody else.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, like, naturally they know what to do for them and, like, the basics. Yeah. But I guess you do need to... Because obviously, like, you know people, know I mean?
0: people have always been been fucking. Do you think people have always been masturbating? Yeah. Yeah? I feel like we talked about this in one of the
1: earlier episodes about how when, especially young girls are young, they, like, will rub up against yeah. things because it feels nice. Like, sure, like, I I imagine that... We just know. People have always... Because when something feels nice, you will just
0: do, do that. It. Yeah, because if that isn't that, like... It sh- would just look different, I reckon. Yeah, probably. Right. I mean, like, think of wonderful Cleopatra just really working with what she's got. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, surely. <sighs> Who knows? Who knows? Who I would say yes, though. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say yes. I don't have really any fact or rhyme or reason no. to back that up, but it just feels right. It feels obvious. Yeah.
1: I think so. Because it's natural and normal, so. So right.
0: But we are going to take a bit of a moment to get into slightly more serious part of this conversation even though masturbation should always be taken seriously because it's it's a real thing but we can't talk about masturbation without talking about the correlation between masturbation and shame Mm. and uh, obviously we've talked many many times about female pleasure and the fact that it is not only not prioritized but also looks down upon and actively discouraged in a lot of conversations. Yeah. And there is likely, and I I can't quite remember if if I go into this as well, I'm pretty sure I touched on it, but I think that, that the shame conversation outside of a religious context is very centered around women. Yeah. I don't think there is anywhere near the same amount of conversation or the same amount of emphasis on shame when it comes to men and masturbating. Yeah, it no. seems like like I think it's you'd almost be shamed for not doing it.
1: Yeah, as it I happens. remember in like intermediate when boys would talk about watching porn and yeah. masturbating.
0: And think about at that point we're what like eleven and twelve years old. Yeah, which Just is fucking wild. Even like in in that same
1: year we had a sex ed class and the teacher was talking about wet dreams, but she only talked about it with boys. Yeah. Like that was a conversation exclusively. Like, yeah, like anything pleasure related or sexual related that wasn't to do with pregnancy.
0: Or STIs. Or STIs was like just for the boys. Yeah. And I think I think what's interesting about that is that A, it excludes women from a conversation about sex and pleasure from a young age where boys are offered the same opportunity. But it's also like, I don't think I had a full grasp on what a wet dream was until I was quite significantly older. Yeah. Like I just didn't really understand and even though as you know the future would prove that I really just don't have to be that involved with men on a regular basis yeah it's still like I think it's still important to understand how the opposite sex operates exactly but also girls can have wet dreams too yeah the only difference is that for boys it's more
1: visible yeah Exactly.
0: But yeah, it's just like, obviously, we've talked many, many times about the flaws of sex education and the education system Mm -hmm. globally. But it's really that disconnect between how we talk to women and how we talk to boys. And that I think, when we're talking outside of a religious context, where masturbation is often looked down on no matter who you are or what you're up to, we... definitely get stuck in this shame-centered conversation when it comes to women and and I want to kind of go back and forth with you a little bit in a second but I just want to Touch quickly on this quote that I found from a sexologist and sexuality educator named Megan Andalou. Andalou. Feels right. Feels right. So she was doing an interview and said this. As children, many people were shamed or chastised when caught masturbating. If they don't get taught that sexuality and masturbation are common and can be healthy then they can't have those conversations with their own children down the line. So she's talking about the fact that this is like a generational cycle where your parents were shamed for whatever they were doing. They install that shame in you, you install that shame in your children, and it goes down the line. Yeah. This hasn't been my experience, but not... It's just never come up. It's never been like... I've never been caught masturbating. Yeah, I've never been caught, and uh, so there's never been a conversation, but I think about the fact that if I had been caught there would have been a conversation and it would have been fine
1: yeah my mum asked me if I watched porn when I was in high school really yeah she asked my brother I wonder as well.
0: what stemmed that
1: conversation I have no idea
0: I lied She's to just her. curious uh, <laughs> I lied as I do I I said no, but... But 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 then she found
1: all my dildos and told my whole family at the table, so...
0: That is kind of iconic. Is is
1: (laughs) that Like, trauma for you? No, it was, like, really traumatic. At this time, I was not in high school anymore. Yeah. But, yeah, she... My mum, like... Was like going through my closet looking for clothes to wear, which again violation. Yeah, excuse via, me. Via She She's going through my closet, found my <laughs> found my toys, and then at the dinner table, she just was like, "She wanted a big black cock in her closet." <laughs> and you're like, "Do I?" And I was like what and then I thought about it and I was like oh, oh. Well, well. and I was like genuinely so mad at her yeah fair enough which it's things big so violation of like privacy that is, first of all you were snooping in my room looking yeah. for clothes which we'd already had a discussion about like don't mm-hmm. steal my clothes because mm. don't don't <laughs> I paid for them yeah secondly you decided to bring this up at our family dinner yeah. table yeah we're all like, trying to eat pal and my dad said nothing, <laughs> said nothing. Your dad said, I don't want to be here right now. <laughs> I don't want to be here. Dad really went, I'm legally blind. I'm yeah. legally deaf. I don't know a thing. I have disassociated. He didn't get, I Yeah, no longer He did the not care. Table. He was like, what the fuck's going on here? <laughs> I'm like, you're wondering that. I'm so, wondering what the fuck's going on here. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she thought it was funny. I was like, Clearly. This is not funny.
0: But at least she didn't, like, did she make you feel bad about it? Or was she just she just embarrassed you? She just embarrassed me. Yeah. She wasn't like, um, that's disgusting. No. What the fuck are you doing?
1: No, she but was just like hee hee he, ha, ha. She couldn't do that anyway because I didn't speak to her. didn't <laughs> <laughs> yeah. even tell me it was disgusting because I wanted to speak to her. Um, yeah, beautiful.
0: Now I'm like that's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny in hindsight. Like if you were watching that on a sitcom, you'd have a bit of a giggle. Yeah, it and like, just happened just to be a real Announced life. it as well. Like
1: it was like family meeting, like as part of an announcement. She have a big black cup in her closet, <laughs> huh? I love that. I do. <sighs> it's it's funny in hindsight. Yeah, it's it's, funny. Ha- it's so funny in hindsight where I'm like that was just like crackhead behavior <laughs> from her. Like who does that? Your um mother. but yeah, now I
0: no shame. No. Yeah, and I cuz like I think if you if you have a religious background but also just like if you come from a conservative family, whatever degree that is, like I think we have always been a very liberal, open-minded like inclusive family and i don't think anything that my sister or i could have done in those like formative years would Would have been shamed would have been shamed there might have been a conversation around what's appropriate and what's not like my partner and i were visiting her sister's place in australia and we were there with her two kids and so my partner's nephew he would have been under five I think. And at one point during the day when we were hanging out at their house, he was lying face down on the couch and kind of maneuvering his body. And I pretty much instantly knew what was going on. Hmm. I was like, that boy has figured out what feels good and great. And I didn't really think anything of it. I was like, children are children. They're discovering their own bodies. It's fine. And what I thought was great is that my sister-in-law was very much like, "Hey, buddy, you're all good, but like that's that's something to do in, in your room when you're by yourself, and yeah, like it's in okay. A- in, in your bed, like go for it, you know, nothing's wrong, but maybe just not in the living room on the couch in front of everyone. Like just that's something for private time. Keep that to yourself. And I think that was. And I'm not verbatim, any of that conversation. But I think that was handled so well. Yeah. Where there was not an ounce of shame, there wasn't an ounce of don't, don't what do you're that. doing is wrong. Like there was no telling off. There was no your, what you're doing is naughty. There was none of that. It was just like, hey pal, in in your own time, in, in private, to yourself. In your go own for space. Gold. And, and I was like, beautiful. Thank yeah. you. Wow. What a wonderful parenting. It's so opportunity. easy to do that. It is so easy to do that. And your kid is going to understand boundaries, going to understand what's appropriate in a public setting and is not going to feel weird about his own body. Phenomenal. Yeah, love it. And so I think that's, those moments are great and I think that's the kind of, I'm hoping that that's obviously the next gen of parenting and formulating those relationships with your kids where there isn't an inherent what I'm doing with my body is bad. Yeah. If I had a daughter, I would buy her a sex
1: toy at like 15. Yeah. I'm fucking around.
0: Yeah, I think I... I think the first sex toy that I owned, my friend bought for me because she was 18 and I was 17. And this is like before you could just buy sex toys on the internet. I mean, I probably yeah. could have, to be fair, but it just wasn't something that I thought about. And it still like would there, have felt it was kind of like, It's also a hard thing
1: when it's like, you're living at home, they, they'll they get delivered to your house. Yeah. Like, you just, you don't know what it, how it's going to go. My nosy ass family. Like, yeah. I, I remember I bought one when I was like 19. Yeah. This was, again, before my mum just outed me in front of, like, <laughs> the whole family. Because now I just get fucking anything delivered to the now. house. I'm like, yeah, you guys can open it up. Yeah, enjoy. Have a little treat. <laughs> um, We got... I got a sex toy delivered to my friend's house because I didn't want yeah. anyone to open it.
0: Yeah, my friend and I went to Peaches and Cream, which is a, a sex way chain company in New Zealand. And I just really walked in there with confidence because I wasn't technically allowed to be in there because I was seventeen. And just like shopped around, looked around. She bought it for me so that I didn't have to potentially get ID'd at the counter. I don't I don't think that they would. I don't think that they would never... either. But to be fair, I look a lot younger than I am. Mm. And you think about me as a teenager also looked a lot younger than I was. But I feel like the confidence would have sold it. Yeah, and that was that that. Was it. it was like we had obviously driven ourselves, so like it's not like we were 16 or under, and walked in there with absolute confidence, mm. and it was fine. And I've always prefer buying sex toys in person, like going into a physical store, yeah. because I have a lot of criteria, and you don't quite get the same experience when you're shopping online. Yeah. But I, I completely agree. I think if I... Have daughters that that will be something that I and I would like to think that we've that there, by would, the time that that becomes part of the conversation that we've had multiple conversations a very kind of open communicative relationship where she feels comfortable talking to me and I feel comfortable talking to her and it gets to a point where yeah you're in that like fifteen sixteen mark and because I remember being that age and wanting one badly. yeah no that's that's why I would do it because when I was that age I wanted one yeah. And I feel like that is a very universal experience. But you can't. You feel like you can't. You can't ask. ask. And I would like to think that that I will have that relationship with my children yeah. where they either could ask, or it's like an unspoken. I'm just gonna go out and get one of these, and and we don't need to address it. We don't need to talk about it further. It'll just be in your room and you get home. Yeah. So I think, I think this new generation of parents, I hope, is going to do a really good job with these kinds of things because once you instill that shame in your child, not only does that set them up to feel bad about their body and what they're doing with it, but it also ends up encouraging riskier behavior or um, you know putting themselves in situations that they might not have if they had a great relationship with their own sexuality and their own body and uh, ensuring that you can do everything that you can to avoid that and to give your children a a healthy sense of self and a healthy relationship with their body and a healthy understanding of their own sexuality, you're only promoting them to have good, meaningful sexual experiences in the future. Exactly. And limit that risky behavior as much as possible. So like, where's the downside? There is no downside. But I think that only comes, like, I can understand how difficult that would be for People that have had a very shame-filled yeah experience and and relationship with their parents and childhood and etc cetera, etc cetera, that really kind of breaking that cycle and really pushing to change that mindset with your children I can imagine that's that would be very challenging yeah 100 percent but I I hope that as a society with moving closer and closer to sex positivity and true sex positivity that it'll become easier to kind of break those cycles and mm. not promote the same level of shame that might've been put onto you
1: yeah, in your exactly. formative years.
0: But I mean, there are a lot of times and in a lot of different ways where women specifically are shamed about things relating to sex. And that, that doesn't mean that, you know, men or young boys don't experience a level of shame when it comes just to sex. Not like, it's not the it's same. It's not the same. It's not as severe. No and I think like what we were saying before that it almost is in the opposite direction is if you're not having sex if you're not experiencing all of these things then that's embarrassing that's the shame that's the shame whereas for girls it's like which is you so are funny and when you actually break that down and when you think about that how are all of these men supposed to be having sex if women aren't supposed to be having sex yeah literally <laughs> so you want your son to go
1: out and fuck someone but you don't want it to be someone like your daughter yeah. but every young girl is like your daughter mm-hmm. being told that they shouldn't have sex like it doesn't make any fucking sense no no it doesn't make any and also sense. it's like so weird to me that that's like in general like that you're even thinking about your kids having sex yeah
0: like you want your son to be a player
1: like you want your son to be and you don't want that, anyone a lady's to, man yeah and you don't want anyone to touch your daughter like how the fuck is that any of your business anyway yeah so long as your kids are safe
0: isn't that the it priority? shouldn't matter what is going on no. I don't know, weird vibes to me. Well, and without having the stats to back myself up, I'm assuming there's a decent correlation between the parents, the children that have parents like that and the, the likelihood of teenage pregnancy. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Without having literal stats to back myself up on that, mm-hmm. uh, there feels like there'll be something there.
1: This conversation is, like, reminding me of when T.I. was in the news for getting his daughter's hymen checked. Do you remember that? Did you see that? Like, very vaguely. Yeah, like, he would take her to the doctors to make sure her hymen was still intact.
0: There, okay, I, <laughs> there are so many issues with that. First of all wildly fucking invasive What what is that to do with you literally What does that to do with you literally what has that got to do with you second of all there are s- <sighs> there are so, so many, many different ways that it bung. can and it's just it. it's all it's all bullshit it's all misogyny it's all control over women yeah it's just yucky it's so
1: yuck but yeah i don't know it's just very weird to me like i understand that they're your kids i get it I mean, I know I don't have kids, so people are gonna say it will
0: change if you have kids yeah. feel like, like of you your can own. be protective of your children and not put them through something like that. Yeah, and I'm like, there's a level of like I would want
1: my kids to have rounded experiences and yeah. like experience things if they wanted to. Yeah. Or they can be like me and not and they'll be yeah. perfectly fine because I'm a bad bitch. Yeah. If they want to go and like have little romances, whatever, that's fine. Because they're going to know how to be safe. Yeah. They're going to know that they can come and tell me if something's wrong. They're going to know that if, if they need to go to the doctors, I'm not going to shame them for it. Yeah. Because there's nothing shameful about that. Because I don't give a fuck so long as they're safe.
0: And also, like, it's always... I feel like it's always those parents... That like loss of virginity and we're having sex really young. Like I feel like it comes from this place of well, I know what I was doing at that age. I'm like, yeah, you were doing that at your age. Literally, what's the difference? The only difference is you're making a sneakier child who doesn't feel like they
1: can talk to you and because you you are so distrusting of that they
0: probably are not well educated no. on the risks. Or well, they're educating themselves in ways that aren't actually doing them any favors. Yeah. Come on. Okay, I want to do a little bit of question and question and answer time. Okay. Um, but just like because masturbation for a long time has been thought of and in some places has continued to be thought of as dirty and, and sinful, it's hard because you don't want to obviously shit on anyone's beliefs, but at the same time, something that is so natural and is so common... You know, we can't all be fucking going to hell for it. There's a lot of things I'm going to hell for. I feel like masturbating shouldn't be one of them. Yeah. Like, God gave me the ability to do that. So I feel like it's going against God's will if I don't. Yeah. It's really as simple
1: as that. And, like, I'm not laying with another person.
0: So So how is it a sin? It's just me, babes. It's just, it's simply just me. It's just me. But, you know, we're fucking shamed for all sorts of shit. What, so when I'm
1: cleaning my fanny... Um, committing a sin. Yeah. Interesting. Pretty much. Pretty much. That's really
0: as simple as that. (laughs) But, okay, have you ever felt shameful about masturbation? Yeah. Like, when I was younger. Yeah? What do you think that shame came from um,
1: it was just like not a thing girls talked about yeah and if you did it you kind of got weird looks yeah so you think it was like a like a peer pressure kind of thing yeah like it was just kind of known like the boys talked about that but the girls didn't Yeah. which made me think that there was something bad about it not enough to stop obviously
0: no <laughs> it's a little it's rebel the, well, I'm just a little rebel but yeah I think that's a, a big part of the conversation is is the way that you're presented Masturbation as a kid, because there is no. Oftentimes, there's no kind of trusted adult that is having a conversation mm. with a group of you being like, it's chill. You're just hearing the guys talk about it, and you're hearing your peers probably just spill out the same things that they've been told by their yeah. parents. Yeah, the classic, like the boys will talk about it, and
1: it'll be like, the girls, ooh, that's disgusting. Yeah. It's so gross. And you're like, why though?
0: And and you're all quietly sitting there being like, hee-hee. Hee-hee. Little do you guys know. Little do you know. But because I remember having the same conversations around, like, just all things, like, all things puberty adjacent. Like you think about conversations around body hair. Like I I remember vividly sitting on the steps in front of one of our classrooms. I must've been no older than intermediate. So like 11, I would say probably 11 or 12 years old. Sitting in in, with a group of my friends, they were all girls and they were talking about shaving their legs. Yeah. (laughs) And it wasn't even the fact that we were talking about shaving our legs. Someone was like, oh my God, do you not shave your feet and your toes? And I was like, What? And they were like, well, you're shaving your legs, so you're just like, you've what, your legs are gonna be all smooth and then like your feet and your toes are gonna be all hairy? What and part that of gave f- me such a complex for so long. What part of their foot are they shaving? Like the top. Hmm. Well like if you if you don't have a hairy foot, like exactly. why you but need to. But this is the thing, because I also I used to shave my arms when I was a kid. Me like too. when I was a teenager, like a really early teenager. And I think I'm still like paying the price for that now because my arm hair is so long and if someone had just said to me and I'm pretty sure my mom did actually because I think I was sh- shaving my arm and I nicked my elbow and I came out of the bathroom and my elbow was bleeding and mom's like why is your elbow bleeding I'm like oh, I don't know I just must have just knocked it or something and she was like I'm not fucking dumb and she was like hey like just so you know like I understand why you're you probably want to do that but Anytime you shave any hair on your body, it's going to grow back longer and thicker. So I just need you to be aware of that. And I wish that I had just talked to my mom before I decided to do that for the first time. Yeah. So that I could be like, put the razor down. This is the thing.
1: I feel like that's the like hair grows back longer and thicker is not true, but true.
0: Yeah. Like on my legs, I feel like it's not true. Oh, on mine for sure. Like if I, I think about, because I've got such blonde hair and it's super fine, but when my leg hair grows back, it's like thick and black. Interesting. Cause yeah, I shave my legs and they. It's not until my hair is like grown out significantly that it like thins out, which is really weird. Interesting. Yeah. I think it depends on like the the hair type that you have but there's so it's just stems from that conversation about bodies with my peers being either directly or indirectly shamed into doing something with my body and then being kind of told after the fact that 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 was a bad idea it's just not necessary (laughs) yeah I feel like I started shaving my arms because someone said I had hairy arms no I don't I can't even quite remember now but I do feel like the hair on my arms has never been the same Mm, I Since don't know I, anymore. I still, I still shave my arms sometimes yeah. when it gets really long. I just like, and, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Of course, everybody is. Uh, first, I just don't have the time. I don't. I, it's hard enough to maintain the rest, and I often don't. Yeah. So adding another body part to the equation is simply too much. Yeah. Why do we need to be hairless all the time anyway? Wow. such a wider conversation about that. But it is like, it's crazy how much these conversations that you know other people probably have never thought about again. Mm. Like I know that probably no one sitting in that circle with me in that moment has thought about that conversation since. Yeah. And I think about it on a regular basis because the impact that that has and the impact that your friends and your peers have on you at at such a young age. Is insane. Is insane insane and if you don't have a trusted adult at home that you can debrief with that you can like vet these thoughts by <laughs> you're gonna have to learn all of the lessons that come with that on your own by by making those mistakes exactly exactly and so have you ever because obviously you've had a conversation your has asked about porn and she's yeah. talked about your sex toys have you ever had a conversation with a parent or a teacher or some trusted adult about masturbation specifically no
1: no I feel like it was because by the time that that kind of when mum asked me about porn I said no still yeah. the conversation just stopped yeah and then by the time she found my sex toys it was like I was an adult I was yeah. maybe like twenty one yeah. There's like no more there conversation was, to be had. There's no conversation to be had. Like I'm already, I already have fully formed thoughts on masturbation. I already know yeah. who I am. Like I don't. We don't need to. We know don't about need a debrief it. like that. It's okay to do that because no, clearly I know. I've been doing it for like six years, seven yeah. years. Like I know. <laughs> I I know, and I, obviously I have my own money to buy. Yeah, whatever I need for that and I can go to the doctors by myself I can do all this shit like I don't yeah. need to have a, a conversation, chat about it anymore because yeah. I'm past the age of being ashamed yeah. the, the of window that. has closed yeah like it's not you know what I mean like yeah. I was just I was
0: too old at that point so no I'd never really and I keep trying to pull back these memories because I remember doing sex ed in high school I vividly remember it in intermediate I think just because you're way more impressionable at that age and like those memories kind of stick by a little bit harder and at that point I was still at a co-ed school and I know that we had sex ed classes in high school and I went to a single sex school but I didn't go to a religious school or a private school or anything like that it was just a public all-girls school and I'm sure we did that classic like write anonymously write questions on a piece of paper and your teacher will read them out and answer them. And I'm sure that there were probably some conversations about masturbation with that, but I've never had like a direct... Yeah, okay ...conversation with any adult. I just don't know what question you'd ask, really. Yeah. Feels pretty self-explanatory. But I guess to some people it isn't. Yeah, that's true. And I think it goes back to that conversation about... that we had a few weeks ago about anatomy and like yeah. understanding your body and all of its parts. I feel like the real thing for me, like if I was going
1: to have a chat about that with like my kid hypothetically, would be about like safe porn. Yeah. And like internet safety, online safety, that kind of vibe alongside masturbation being good for you, beneficial, normal, healthy. Yeah, all of those good things. Safe. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Like it would be more of a focus on this Comptey is normal how to do it yeah yeah not a step-by-step wiki <laughs> how on how to do it no you can find that on our instagram <laughs> yes you can but like more of a just just be safe yeah and be considerate of you know that industry that
0: yeah and I and that that leads to a wider conversation about porn and and which we want to have an episode on we promise <sighs> Yes, we promise it will come eventually we just need to find the right way to do it yeah but yeah I think that I think that's a really good point I think I hadn't really thought about it from that perspective of like I guess you know in one way or another everyone kind of needs some form of stimulant and having conversations around around porn and around the risks of addiction and yeah and things like that That's exactly my concern is yeah
1: that's yeah like you don't want there to be like an addiction to it or something like that yeah because I feel like I struggle to probably because I started watching porn so young. I struggle to masturbate with my thoughts. Yeah,
0: I think that's really common though.
1: Yeah, but I think that
0: that stems from watching you had, porn really young. You had a stimulant from the beginning. More yeah, or but less. again, and then
1: but then it's hard because it's like if you haven't had sex before, what else are you supposed to draw on? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. It's hard. Like I don't know.
0: I it would be a conversation clearly. Yeah, and I would be learning too look we're all learning and that's the beautiful thing and uh okay but when did you start talking to your friends about masturbation if at all because there definitely is that period of time early high school through I would assume kind of most of high school where it's still looked at as like not a thing that girls do gross how would how could you do that how could you talk about that but I feel like it hits a point where well, you're like, everyone's just chilling now. I feel
1: like what, what it really was for me was when I would make new friends when I was older. Yeah. Like people, my friends from high school that I've been friends with since year nine or like even earlier than that, I I still really won't talk about it because it's just like our friendship is based on so much more than like
0: yeah who we are now yeah um, and we just talk about so many different things that it never really comes up yeah and I guess you've also like been friends since like literal childhood like when you're an actual child when you're actually a kid like and you have active memories of all of you as children that it all just I, and I just, understand the discomfort there. a little bit like it's just like it's a bit like we just there's so much history yeah. there like which it might be just gone.
1: yeah whereas like people that I met when I was like 18 plus I would talk about it all the time because you only seen me you've only known me to be an adult, adult. like you this is the this is how we're meeting each other yeah, this is the version of me that as you know grown-ups or like as people who can have these discussions and it not be shameful as yeah. opposed to when you're friends from like fucking intermediate high yeah. early high school it's like we we went through these phases together but we didn't talk about
0: it then so it yeah. feels almost too late especially because if you start talking about like your historical relationship with your body and with, with masturbation and then you know that they're sitting there kind of connecting the dots of like, like, oh, I, we were doing this at that age. That's kind of what we were up to, what we were talking about and now you're throwing this information into that mix and it's you don't want it to kind of warp. Yeah. Which is weird that it feels like it does. Yeah. Like,
1: I'm not warp, but it's just like it feels like we missed the opportunity to talk about it when we were that age. Yeah. And now it feels Unnecessary. like too strange to bring it up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like
0: when I make friends now,
1: I'm, I'll talk about it.
0: I think, and I think what's funny about this is that I actually think the impeccable rise to success that Satisfier had opened up a huge amount of conversation with people when it yeah. comes to masturbation. I think the like rise and shine of of sex toys as we know them now, Vibrators specifically, has allowed a lot of people to open up those conversations with their peers. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I know that every generation has like, well, not every generation, but you know, like there are still some like iconic sex toys that you know everyone's always been talking about. Like you think about like the um, Hitachi one. Yeah. Like iconic and you know that like our parents as like in their 20s and 30s were like having yarns about it with their friends yeah and so it's like essentially the same thing but I think like the entering of of vibrators and sex toys into more mainstream conversation allowed a lot of people to talk about masturbation more than yeah they probably would have my my friend said to me that when she
1: met me was the first time that anyone had like ever talked to her about masturbating oh and now we talk about it like it's so Normal. normal yeah But she was like, it was so strange to me because, again, she'd had only really friends from high school. And you just don't do – like, I think it's – You missed the boat. comes back to that strangeness of you'll talk about who you're sleeping with in high school, but you won't talk about masturbating, having sex with yourself.
0: Yeah. Which is so strange, but – Even though that's the point in time where we're all figuring out not only, like, how to have sex – how to pleasure other people and how to receive pleasure from other people yeah. but not from yourself. But I also feel like part
1: of that comes down to like when you're that age you don't want to admit that you're masturbating because it's saying like oh I can't sleep like no one wants to fuck me I have to do it myself.
0: <laughs> Which is such a hilarious train of thought. Yeah well I, I'm pretty sh-
1: like that's why I didn't talk about it I was like oh all these other people having sex and I'm just fucking myself every and night like. And you
0: were absolutely having a way fucking better time. Yeah I- I 100% was. And I think that's the interesting point of that, where you're like... You are telling me about your
1: bad sex life. Yeah. Whereas I have a great sex life. I just Just don't have a partner. No. But yeah, and she was like, no one really talked about it. And now she talks about it with all of her friends because it normalized it. Like, it's not something to be embarrassed about, clearly, because I was so unabashedly unembarrassed. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was like,
0: okay, yeah. We're chilling. What's the issue here? I think that's that's beautiful. Yeah, I think I I only really, I mean, maybe with like my closest of close friends, we had similar conversations and we definitely had conversations in high school, but it wasn't in depth. Like the conversations were always, it was either like something funny to add to the conversation or it was like in relation to other stories about sex in some way, shape or form. Yeah. It wasn't like intentional in that space, but I pretty much, like with my best friend, we probably talked about it. And then definitely with my best friend and then definitely with my like uni friends, I would say the conversations were had. But like I think about the friends that I grew up with and when we were like literal kiddos, I couldn't imagine having even a conversation about sex with them now. Yeah. And I'm 25 and I can't and they're like 25, 26. But I could not imagine having a comfortable conversation about sex in any way, shape or form with them because I think it is this weird correlation between like when we were close and for so much of our relationship we were children and I can't even though we're adults now I still can't quite look at you and not see the child that you were do you know what I mean yeah (laughs) yeah yeah I know exactly what you mean no it feels too just like weird like
1: foreign I don't know it's like we you you knew me when I was like A little baby. A baby. Like, it's weird. But it's not weird now. But, like, I feel like also that idea of one awkward conversation for a comfortable life or no awkward conversation but an uncomfortable life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like... What really needs to happen is you just got to take that step and just talk about it, which yeah. I've started doing with like because I have some friends from high school that we don't really talk about that stuff. But I've slowly started talking about it more recently and now we're way more open. Yeah. And I think that's the key to why so friends from high school or like why lots of childhood friendships sometimes don't work because you get stuck thinking about all that history and how young you were that you don't grow together because you're too embarrassed to be like, yeah. I'm going to change the entire foundation of our friendship. Yeah, We've never talked about these things before and I'm going to start talking about it because I'm an adult now. Yeah. I'm, and I'm older. Grown and we have changed. I've grown. And I feel like people are so scared of that awkwardness that they don't do it, which means people grow apart because you're not the same people anymore. Yeah. Your interests, what you want to talk about is very different now. Yeah. And if you're not able to make so that so jump and like
0: have that awkward conversation that's gonna be awkward for all of two seconds yeah until like it takes the slight bit of awkwardness of one person to bring it up and then all of a sudden everyone is talking about it everyone is normal again and then you're fine yeah but hey it's chill I've known these people forever like of course they're not gonna be fucking weird about it yeah but you can't think that until after that conversation has already been had yeah so I've just started being like... I think that's really good. Yeah. So because I-, I think that also opens up... The, it opens up a space to have more vulnerable conversations that aren't sex-specific. And it's also crazy because I, when you
1: start talking about it, I was talking to my friend about, like, masturbating, sex, blah, blah, blah. And she would, like, she reciprocated with, like stories of her experience and I was just like sat there like I didn't know any of this yeah I didn't know that that did you feel closer to her afterwards yeah I was like holy shit yeah. like I feel like we just didn't know this whole part of our lives. lives but we've been friends since we were 13 yeah and I didn't know anything about this, this <laughs> at all yeah like I know so much random shit about you, yeah. But something that you're that is so integral to like your life, I had no idea. Yeah. Because we just never cracked the can. We yeah. never opened the can of worms to yeah. like talk about it.
0: No. Yeah. That beautiful. 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 Just talk to your friends. Yeah. And so in that in that vein, do you think we should talk to young people about masturbation? Yeah. How young? <sighs> that's the million dollar question, baby. 14. I think like in those initial when you're having the puberty conversations, when you're having the, you know, sex ed, the, the initial part of sex, I mean, I think that there How is... How intermediate? 11 and 12. Well, then... Uh, you then, start high school at Because that's
1: when you, that's my first ever, like, sexual education began yeah. in that, that age.
0: Yeah, because that's typically when people start going through puberty is between like 11 and 13. Yeah, well, then, then. no, But I, I mean, I think there is age appropriate sex education that is available across ages i think that it's important to have healthy conversations in an age appropriate fashion with with those that are younger which i think is so like i feel like masturbating
1: is an age appropriate conversation at any age because you're kid, not having you're not having sex with anyone else there's it's the it's most low education. <laughs> pleasure that they can have yeah like why would you rather have like because obviously, in intermediate, we had talk about how babies are made. Yeah. All this shit. I'm like, that's that's okay for 11, 12 year olds to learn how babies are made. Yeah. But masturbating and pleasure is not age appropriate at that age, even though they'll probably do it anyway. And it would like zero risk pregnancy. Zero risk. Yeah. And if we have conversations about masturbation and pleasure, it's setting kids up to when they eventually do have sex to prioritise their pleasure because they know what pleasure feels like. Yeah. Because I know people that lost their virginity at like 15. Yeah. And I can almost guarantee you the sex was very bad for a long time. Yeah. Because they didn't masturbate
0: beforehand. They didn't know what felt good. But there also wasn't a level of comfort where you could talk to the person that you're having sex with about what you wanted, wanted what felt good, what didn't feel good. Because conversations about pleasure just didn't happen. Exactly. You don't um, practice having conversations talking about pleasure, because you especially because you don't even get the opportunity to talk about it in relation to yourself.
1: Yeah. And I feel like we've talked about this before where I feel like for a lot of people, they have sex or whatever and they... Think that they're orgasming, or they think yeah. that that's the peak, but it's not because they've never actually experienced it. Experienced
0: it. Yeah. No. A hundred percent. And I think I think what's interesting is that when it comes to masturbation and when it comes to understanding why you would want to do that or what's kind of happening, I mean, at the end of the day, it's actually not a conversation about sex. It's a conversation about understanding your body and I think early on we teach kids how to talk about their emotions how to understand how they're feeling how to do a whole bunch of things with their bodies you know you're 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 figuring out how to be a human and at that stage your body is what your body is and if we're having like my sister-in-law did great conversations about what's appropriate for pleasure what's good like when those moments can happen what is the downside, how is that not age appropriate? How is that not in a conversation that we should be having with young people? That's the big
1: thing for me is that I just don't think that there's like a wrong age to talk to kids about that.
0: No, because it's just teaching them how to understand their own body. Same as teaching them how to fucking go to the toilet. Same diff. Like you're learning about what to do with your body. You're (laughs) learning about what's appropriate to do with your body in what places, at what times. How is this any different? How is that... (laughs) How is that inappropriate? And, and it would be very foundational and lead into some great conversations as they get older, yeah. into puberty, when the hormones are going crazy, things are happening. You're already at that point having conversations about pregnancy, about STIs, about anatomy, all of those things. Yes. Why not have a foundational understanding of pleasure? to lead into all of those things I also feel like if we encouraged not necessarily encouraged but talked about masturbation more from a younger age people would be waiting longer to have sex yeah because they wouldn't be embarrassed that they're masturbating stuff. and it wouldn't be like a massively hormone driven urge I like because you to know that you can it. take care of that but if you balance those conversations with so you, you've you understand pleasure you understand that that wanting to give pleasure to yourself isn't shameful is natural is an option first of all is an option (laughs) and then you balance that into conversations about how to interact with a partner you're prioritizing pleasure at the beginning you're educating about the responsibility of sex and the responsibility of engaging with another person and about relationships And that part is really key because if if all you're doing is being driven by a hormonal urge to get it on with someone when you're that young, if you could get that same release, if you could get that same feeling and instead be prioritizing relationships with other people mm. I just feel like everyone would be having sex a lot later in life yeah and people would be having safer sex more pleasure and more pleasurable sex better sex yeah. yeah I feel like that is the one thing that my mum
1: was good about is she didn't we didn't really talk about masturbation but she did kind of drop hints about because like we we talked about this in the past my mum was not like shame like she there was like no shame around sex for us when we were younger even though I didn't do it for ages which is funny she had the classic you need to love them when I was really yeah. young and then when I was like 17 she really gave up on and was just like <laughs> you need to take the cars for a test drive and I'm like no. there's no I'm not even in a parking lot yeah there's no cars in sight no um Thank we're not though. looking for I'm not looking for a vehicle I'm fine I'm walking <laughs> taking the bus actually <laughs> I'm a, I'm taking the train I'm okay she always kind of said things like, um, there's two people there. Yeah. Like it's not just about, or about them, about them. Yeah. because I am a woman she's yeah. not an idiot yeah, she's right
0: where she was like she's like we're not starting it at being selfish lovers as, no. as women that's not the yeah, starting like point like that's not where that's <laughs> not the vibes be more selfish yeah that's not the vibes she's
1: she is saying the opposite if she had a well she does have a son my brother but <laughs> um I'm assuming she would be like don't be selfish yeah but beautiful yeah I don't know When she asked me if I watched porn, she actually asked my little brother before me. No. And then I think, I feel like that was the real key, is that she just wanted to ask him. But then when she asked him, with all three of his sisters there. Yeah, she had to then be like, oh, "Oh, what about you guys? Because, like, it would be too targeted. (laughs) Yeah, she would have just tried too hard to. uh... Yeah, that's so funny. So, yeah, mum tried her best. And I feel like she didn't do a bad job, because I look at me now. Mm. Yeah, I think she did a great job. Like, I don't give a fuck. (laughs) I don't give a Fuck. Yeah, I'm mean, gonna tell my mum most things now. Most things. Sometimes like, some I don't know, freak things. her out sometimes. I don't always stress her out, but tell her most things.
0: Yeah, and I, I love that. I think I think what's funny about especially like a mother daughter relationship is that you spend so long like beating around the bush and like not being honest with one another and then like something happens when you're like in your early 20s and like throughout your 20s where a switch just flicks and not only are you way more comfortable talking to your mom about shit but she's way more comfortable talking to you about shit literally
1: it's been the best thing it's so fucking funny actually that you say that because that exact thing happened yeah it just yeah there's some point where it just changes and you just don't give a
0: fuck yeah and if only that had been earlier yeah well it's not like i was doing much no but just like that level of honesty and vulnerability like that level of comfort is and i think that
1: is foundational to happen when they're young
0: yeah because i remember having really like i remember we'd done i must have been early intermediate and we'd had like our first in-class conversation about periods and I'd come home with like a little pack of pads pads and and tampons and like stuff and it'd just been part of the day and at one point that afternoon that evening mum and I were just sat on the couch just like having such a yarn about all of that side of things like all about periods her experiences like, the way that it was talked about when she was a kid and, like, her experiences up until, like, pregnancy and adulthood and all of these good things. And uh, I think that was quite foundational for us to have, like, really great conversations as we continued to get older. Yeah. Because there was no discomfort at all. And, like, I think with all body stuff, there's, like, a little tiny bit of foundational discomfort in any conversation. Yeah. But there was just nothing. It was great. And I was like, okay, this Everyone is good. Everyone should want to be, like, the parents in EZA. Right?
1: Every time I watch that, I'm like, what great parenting. Yeah, and we know how I feel
0: about Stanley Tucci.
1: I love that man. I literally love him so much. So a tweet, it was like, Stanley Tucci is evidence that you can be bald, seem gay, and still have, like, so much sexual energy. Yeah, I'm like, that is so true.
0: Yeah. I haven't met a single woman that wouldn't, if given the opportunity, sleep with Stanley Tucci. Literally. All right, so, like, some final takeaways about masturbation and shame because I think it's good that we can have a conversation about what the experiences have been like and who we've been able to talk to and not talk to and why and all of those things because I think it is a it's a touchy subject for a lot of people but the earlier we start having normalized conversations about pleasure the more well adjusted everyone will be (laughs) basically I mean it's still very much a taboo topic (laughs) It shouldn't be, but it is. But I think we're all trying to do the work. At least our generation is is trying to do the work to to make it more comfortable for everyone. Yeah. Regardless of whether or not you want to do it. It's just about making sure that the reason why you don't want to do it isn't because of shame. Exactly. Basically. So yeah, like if if you if you just feel a little bit a little bit frisky or just want to have a good time, then just self-love there is no shame it's healthy it's it's in fact very healthy so let's just let's just tie this conversation together with a nice wee bow of all of the beautiful health benefits of masturbation of which there are many there are many there are so many in fact when i was doing this research i was like masturbation is a miracle drug yeah that's what it seems like that's what it like so look we're just going to run through some real health benefits. Obviously, reduces stress. That's pretty much a, a blanket understanding. Definitely reduces stress and helps you sleep better. I think that's yeah. a pretty common. We we everyone knows use that. For masturbation. Right. Yeah. Like we've talked about, it improves your self-esteem and your body image. Naturally, it helps strengthen the muscles, the muscle tone in your pelvic floor, in your anal areas everywhere in that general region gets a little bit stronger every time you masturbate great cool obviously no risk of stds or unwanted pregnancy hooray hooray we love to see it and for men masturbation regular masturbation actually lowers the risk of prostate cancer for people over 50 damn yeah pretty fun pretty fresh there is when i was doing that research there is i think a little bit of a flip side to that so this is like this lowering risk of risk of prostate cancer is for predominantly in the age group and where prostate cancer is a big risk. Mm. So typically between kind of, you know, 40 to 50 plus. Because on the other end of that, if you're masturbating a lot, in erectile early dysfunction. years, not only is erectile dysfunction a potential outcome of that, but it can also increase your risk of prostate cancer. So just like... Take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. <laughs> just find balance. Yeah, everything in moderation. Exactly, everything in moderation. Masturbation has also been linked to being good for your heart health because obviously when you're masturbating and your heart rate rises and it actually just works to strengthen that wee muscle. So it can actually contribute to lower risk for type 2 diabetes and lower risk for weight gain because it is actually a cardiovascular activity. Yeah. How fun. How fun. It's also thought to reduce cervical Infections and UTIs, which is great. Good, good times, good times. There is also a small increase in cortisol every time that you masturbate, which stimulates your immune function, so it actually can help ward off the occasional cold, fever, sniffle. I also feel like it helps with pain. Yes. Like, if I have a sore
1: back or like, yeah. I, I don't know if you, you, you might be able to hear it in this episode, if I'm coughing in the background of Michaela, <laughs> but I've been a bit sick lately and I've like really hurt like my under fucking boob. I don't even know what it's called from coughing so much. Every night when I'm in pain, what do I do? Have a wink and go to sleep. Yeah. And I literally I cannot even explain. Mm. It's just it's like a, I'm taking a fucking morphine pill. Yeah. Like it just works. A treat and then you can go to sleep and you wake up in pain,
0: but at least you wake up, babe. At least you fell asleep. Exactly, and something that I didn't actually put on this list, which for for women is a bit of an obvious one. Masturbation can help with pretty much any side effect of your period. So yeah. whether it's cramps, whether it's mood swings, whether it's bloating, whether it's whatever, masturbation does significantly help. Yeah, which is so fun. Masturbation is just that bitch.
1: She, she really do that, that bitch. bitch. She Like, like she, really she do that just much. fixes everything. Yep. That's why I said any problem. I'm like, don't speak to me for yep. three and a half minutes, guys. <laughs>
0: give myself that extra 30 seconds just yeah to find a video yeah obviously and last but not least, um masturbation can improve cognitive function because the increase in dopamine released during masturbation can improve focus and concentration because dopamine is responsible for learning memory and concentration wow that's why i'm so bright as well that's why i'm so smart it's really smart girl and uh, that's that's the key if you want to be smart that's that's the way I just
1: like it's just insane that something so simple can just have such an impact yeah on so many parts of your body yeah yeah and we're ashamed of
0: this yeah right of something that can do this for you like I don't understand exactly I think that's the the fun balance between the two is like you it can be stressed out because you're feeling shameful that you're feeling a bit yuck or a bit embarrassed or you're just you're not feeling 100% feeling a bit stressy not the perfect cure for that is masturbation the irony having a wank the irony but yeah I mean like outside of just wanting to feel good there are a lot of, of genuine health benefits i'm literally improving my cardiovascular health i'm making myself smarter i am reducing my stress i am sleeping better yeah all the justifications whatever you working need now why i've got a better option yeah where i can I'm, be i'm masturbating and working horizontal so it's the best kind of exercise to be fair yeah so yeah look lots of good things lots of good things obviously we are very pro masturbation and on this podcast and but we are also respectful and understanding that everyone's desires everyone's ways that they want to or don't want to receive pleasure is totally individual and totally different and is you know we respect all things but the best part i mean the part that we really want to hone in on is that masturbation is not something to be ashamed of it is very natural Almost everyone does it. You don't need to feel weird about it. But if you are not interested or you don't feel ready or you don't feel like it's something that you need or you want to explore, don't feel like you have to. Yeah. Your body, your choice. Take as much time as you need. Mm, exactly. Hey, if you want to go with a go, it's a good time. And if you don't and you want to have a chat with
1: us... Because we have many questions that we'd like to ask you.
0: Yeah, I would. I am intrigued. I am intrigued. And if, look, any conversation around masturbation, let's have a yarn about it. You can find us on Instagram at goodgirlspodcast, or you can flick us an email at at goodgirlshudapp.com. We'd love to have a chat. Yeah. Very intrigued. Want to know? Want to know, I need at to all? know more? please to know more. But until next time, good. Goodbye. <laughs>